this is why I don't even understand why Republicans are going out their way to stop the black vote. Cause, I mean, because they're going to be at home anyway. <laughs> they ain't coming out. Welcome into the Gospel and Heifers podcast. This week we are talking about the black vote. It is a very low turnout this election year. I don't know what's going on. We're going to discuss it. Make sure you guys subscribe to our podcast and visit us on gospelandheifers.com. Welcome into the Gossip and Heifers podcast. It's the Heifers in the building. Heifer number two over here, sitting over here looking like a damn guppy fish. What's going well, on? You, you know what? I'm tired of you and everybody. All Everybody, I want you to be the first one. I want you in line twice. First one to kiss it, and the last one to kiss it. <laughs> How about that? I'm not really interested, but I am so glad we are back here. Another episode of the Gospel and Heifers, and I hope everybody out there is doing well. I hope everybody casted their votes early. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we I'm did. Just, yeah, we did. And we my did son, part. I'm so proud he cast his first vote. Yes. Yeah, okay. Gonna change the world. Yeah, he, he actually has an idea that I wish a lot of people that are in our communities would take more seriously because the numbers of the turnouts in the black communities are real low. Very disappointed. It's just trifling. Just, I, I don't know what it is. What does it take for y'all to get up and vote? You know, there's complaints on a regular basis about how you want things to do, go a certain way. We the main ones complaining and the main ones not doing anything. Like, I mean, and what? voting is exactly what Kevin said. It's about making the world a better place. <sighs> so you, you are silencing yourself. And the thing is, they're trying. This is why I don't even understand why Republicans are going out their way to stop the black vote. Cause, I mean, because they're going to be at home anyway. <laughs> they ain't coming out. But they doing everything in their power to keep you from voting. You're just like, oh, whatever, I ain't coming anyway. <laughs> that, but that lets you know that your vote means something. Yeah, because they've gone too far and beyond to try to prevent anybody to cast their vote. They're scaring folks to even show up to the polls. I mean, what does it take for anybody, I mean, just to take a moment and just go vote? Oops. I don't understand. Maybe it's too much reading or writing or something. <laughs> I don't know what's, what it is. What it is. Maybe they let you smoke a blunt line. I don't know. <laughs> you think, you know what? Have a hole doing, have a hole in, in a pole right a in the pole, middle. You know what? I think we do need to have a black <coughs> pole destination where all the things that are stereotyped in the black community is available for you to cast your vote. <laughs> and that's going to be the most packed one. <laughs> Hennessy and chicken with hoochies swinging in the middle you of the road. get a Hennessy shot in two pieces? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be two poles. Two poles. Voting <laughs> pole in a pole. It's sad, but I don't know what it takes oh. to make black folks get off their ass and do your American civil duty. So, I mean, if you want to stop police brutality, you want better schooling, you want to stop raising taxes on your house, go vote. I want black folks to go watch Selma. Please go watch Selma. And once you see exactly what took place, in order for you to go to the polls and vote. Girl, them Negroes ain't gonna care. I, I don't care. I'm gonna say it anyway. I I'm know. tired of this see, nonsense. Black people understand what you're saying. <laughs> black people, we, we hear you. <laughs> it is niggas. <laughs> that are black. Ah, whatever. <laughs> They doing you just like the flying monkey from the Wiz. What's happening? Well, you know what I am going to do? I am so sick and tired of this time of the year because, number one, in Texas, you don't really experience a full fall. You don't really get the effects of fall until Christmas. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> or in, right after Christmas, we may get a freeze. Right. That's been happening every now and then for like every, two or three every days. Every now and then. But I also hate this time of the year 
because not only are the elections crazy, you got commercials 24 seven running on TV about all these people running, not to even make, let's make it a little bit worse. Go ahead and text me all damn day. But you know, it's the voting and what they're doing has become very invasive. Yeah. It's beyond in your face because like you said, they're texting you all day long. That's Mm -hmm. my, that's my personal air, my personal space. Right. It's on television every time you turn around now. And then it's also on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Everywhere you go is shoved in your face. It's an overkill. I think they just announced this morning that social media has cut back on political campaigns unless they have sponsorships. Now I have had to, you know, request some sponsorships, you know, be out my feed. Oh, I have too. But it's ridiculous when it comes to this damn election. It's just too much. It's too damn much. The the election time is worse than Christmas being advertised in Halloween. You know what I mean? I I just, I don't get it. You know, I feel like, take TV, fine. Mm -hmm. Get the hell off my phone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm dead serious. The phone, the texting and all that has really gotten over. It's gotten... Out of, out of control. It's out of hand because I'll be expecting somebody to text me and I get these text messages and I'm thinking it's about some business and it's these doggone campaigns. And then they still texting you after you fucking voted. What are you doing? <laughs> do you not realize I have voted? So do not text me. It's done and over for me. I've done my patriotic duty. Leave me alone. Sunday, six right. o'clock, seven o'clock. They texting you. Another thing I'm getting tired of is when you do a search on your computer. That's why I have to go mm-hmm. incognito because if I go to Google and search something for research or a product, but by the time I get back on my social media, it's all in my feed. I'm like, hey, you know what? That big brother. That big brother complex is ridiculous. No, they, you know, that, that's why I laugh when people talk about what they're not going to, um, when it was going on about the dog on vaccination and how, you know, they just going to be watching. I'm like, they, they spied on us they, already. Thank your you. cell phone. Mm-hmm. Our tablets, everything we do online is being recorded, is being ca- and filed. Right. Okay, yeah, you was looking up how to pick your ass the other day. That's so, right. <laughs> looking at amateur porn. We see what you're doing, you little freak. <laughs> so, it's just too much, big brother. Too much damn advertising. And like you said, your personal space is being, it's, it's being invaded. So, there is going to have to be some words I feel threatened. on the table about, you know, you texting me at all times of damn day. I feel threatened. <laughs> I feel like I'm being stalked. You don't feel safe? I don't feel safe. <laughs> Everywhere I go. You know, my phone, my television. Matter of fact, you can't even pass in peace. There is a story I found about this nurse. And she's charged with amputating a man's foot without his permission. What? 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 Yeah, a Wisconsin hospice nurse has been charged with amputating a frostbitten foot of a dying man without his permission. So she it was did this. No, it was. It, it, he still. He's done. He was not dead. He did not give her permission to have whatever was frostbitten. Okay. 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 I'm I mean, just saying it's not yours to take. Period. Okay. <laughs> you dumbass. I, I'm but, just saying he is frostbitten. He was dying. You know. But he, she still didn't have permission. He but don't she need did his foot. It, she did it to display it in her family's taxidermy shop. Oh, you nasty hoochie. Right. So you had self You know, I thought this woman was to say, boy, you about to die. Your foot is rotten. So let me help you. So it won't, make it, won't kill you quicker. So you just, okay. Okay. You know, just sit. 
This nurse was 38 years old. She cut off the victim's right foot without his consent or a doctor's approval, oh, telling a fellow nurse that she planned on exhibiting in, uh, in a sign with a sign reading, Wear Your Boots, Kids, according to a criminal complaint. Okay, so not only is she psychotic, she, right. she dumb, too. <laughs> Let me tell everybody about my crime. Ah, ah, I, I'm like, what the hell's going on? This sounds like that whole Netflix series, The Good Nurse. It pretty much. But he was close to death and with witnesses saying his foot had uh, been badly decomposed uh, and was held together just by dead skin. And it was real frostbit. Huh? Right. It was really bad. But how, first of all, how did this dying man get frostbit? I, I, look, and he's in hospice. It does not give you this type of information on this article. But I need, look, I know see, you need further background information. I need information. to know more. I want to know why is this man <laughs> almost dying? How did his foot Get frostbit. So I'm starting to think, did this have a stick of freezer on his foot for an excuse to cut it off? Or was this man walking outside in the snow? It's not, I haven't heard that it's snowing like that nowhere. You know what? It's in Wisconsin. I don't know what the weather is like. I don't know when this exactly it took place. It sounds crackery. It's part of cold. Right, shut the hell up, Rocky. You know, I'm getting tired of you. Every time I try to bring a story up here to discuss, I just need to, I look, you have to analyze every day. I'm thing. not analyzing. I needed to make further sense. The man is almost dead. Where did his foot get fro- frozen? Okay? <laughs> That's the only question I ask. How did it happen? You're making this big deal about it. I don't appreciate this. Anyway, Amanda Seals is coming to TV, y'all. I am so happy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, November 7th is her official air date. Uh, it's going to be called The Amanda Seals Show. And the uh, Insecure star will rock the mic on Philadelphia's WRMB 100.3 FM. Mm. So, I mean, I like Amanda Seals because she's, no, she's very witty. Outspoken. She has a very big influ- um, influence. It's black and, girl magic. It's, it is. It's, it's like, you know, I've always liked Amanda even before I saw her on Insecure. Yes. Because she's always been an outspoken individual. Her and her character, her who she is in real life is like so opposite. Oh, it's so opposite. Of the, char- the character she played oh, on my Insecure. God. Yes. So I'm glad and I'm hoping that this is a show that lasts because I'm tired of people tiptoeing around situations and not going straight forward and let you know what's going on with a situation. Amanda does that on her social media quite often when it comes to any type of situation. Amanda's very vocal. She's very vocal. She's not going to soften what she wants to save to make you happy. That part. She's true to herself. I respect that. I love it. Mm-hmm. And um, I- I'm no different when it comes to it. I'm going to say what I feel. Yeah, but uh, Reach Media, and um, this is like un- with uh, Urban One, they are welcoming her to the family. They're happy and excited to be they launching this to. new show. And, you know, with a female host, because the female hosts that I've been seeing on a majority of these shows, I mean, there's only a handful I can really just like, oh, yeah, I really like her as a personality. Yeah, oh, yeah she's I respect her. Right, exactly. That's black girl magic. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, yeah, who, yeah, like, uh, who they oh, who, who else is going on again? Right, exactly. Mm. Uh, a nice story I finally found where a middle schooler gives sneakers to a friend after witnessing his friend being bullied. Oh, his friend's shoes were worn, torn, just they were just you couldn't imagine a child wearing these type of shoes. And I would have took them old shoes and beat my mama or my daddy, <laughs> whoever was that wouldn't get me new shoes. Look, look what my friend did. But you never know the situation. I know, I'm just... I know, I know you throw some shit I'm out there. I'm just talking trash. I know you're talking trash. I'm sure the family's probably struggling. Yes. 
Who knows? But the uh, kind gesture to a friend is a warming, you know, it's a warming. It's beautiful. It's, it's nice to see something nice because every day we get some bad news or how youth is just doing shit. I mean, these te- uh, teenagers are seventh graders and they attend Buffalo Creek Academy. Um, it's just a good deed he wanted to do because he saw his friend Melvin was being made fun of wearing worn out shoes. Uh, Romello is a uh, guy's name who actually Romello. took his allowance. Saved up enough money. Sounds black. Got <laughs> Very ethnic sounding. Romello. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you see, I mean, we, we heard, you know, he, he was tired of seeing his friend get bullied. He did a beautiful Romello thing. Um, I can't with and you. The kind, you know, act of kindness. Two things I do <sighs> want to say about this story. First of all, whoever the parents are, these children is getting bullied. They need to go to parenting school because something is going on at home while your child is leaving your house and coming over here acting a damn fool mm. and bullying people because they can't afford clothes. See, that lets me know when Jesus came, they would bully Jesus. Mm. So you need to check your children. Second of all, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just surprised I didn't have a rebuttal about the, the, the children's um, the, the parents. I, I, I'm just going to let you go. Yeah, well, you know. I'm a little tipsy, I'm a little high, so I don't forget the second part. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just gonna continue with I need them to get some parenting lessons. <laughs> Something is wrong at home while these children are coming home aggressive, I'm coming to school aggressive. Maybe they're not getting enough attention. I don't know what it is because, you know, bullying is like, you know, bullying has always existed in schools, but it seems like it's on a fucking steroids nowadays. It's, I think more because we got social media too because you can do online bullying. Yeah, because see, back in our day, you know, you bully somebody, the, they, they walked up on you where you hung out at mm-hmm. or they homeboy, they brother, they can't kick your ass. So, and these, that's, that's, this is the thing that, I, you know, kills me with the younger generation because they're dealing with that generation still online that did that. Yeah. I'm gonna, don't worry about it. I'm gonna find out where you hang and I'll be there. <laughs> Y'all gotta cheat. Hey, people stupid on social media. They gotta, everything has to be seen. So let me tag the spot I'm at, and you just happen to have a problem with me. So <laughs> that part. And you wonder why I showed up. You just showed me your location. I figured you wanted to deal with this now. So here I am. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> Trying to make it convenient for both of us. I want that I part. Want, I want to whoop your ass. But you... people do need to stop doing their locations. Right, right. This is how a lot of our rappers come up jacked or dead. Yep. Stop giving your location. Give that shit out after you leave. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Don't give it out. It's just like when they, they tell people around the holidays, don't post and tell folks you're on vacation. Yep. Because it's, you're letting the robbers know, oh, Open freeway here. Yes. We got Let's access go. to everything. So I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, it was good. good that the, it was good to, to see a good deal. You know, done. I just remembered what I was about to say earlier. Oh, goddamn. Okay. If the news, because the news does a lot of, you know, provoking amongst American people. Yeah. And it's normally the news has always got something negative, something you know, you know, dark, you know. If the news media focused on stories like that. And the weather. We would be like so much better. That's what I was going to say. Because they spill the propaganda of hatred. <laughs> splitting the country up into two sides. <sighs> I want them to talk about releasing butterflies, children buying tennis okay, shoes. Okay, uh, the Lena Horn Theater. No, you're dead. 
do that. <laughs> but okay. The Lena Horn Theater. The Lena Horn Theater debuts in New York City. She's the first black woman to have a Broadway theater named in her honor. It's located at 256 West 47th Street, Manhattan, mm-hmm. New York. And it tributes to her contributions as a singer, actress, dancer, and civil rights activist. Ooh, Michelle. Click your heels three times. <laughs> and you'll be home. Home is inside, you She's girl. She's having a weird flash for those who don't know. Home is inside. Lena Horne was the uh, good witch at the end. Yes, she was a huge star with baby stars. <laughs> Baby Starers, it, it was beautiful. If anyone hasn't seen The Wiz, <laughs> what is your problem? But I love The Wiz. But Lena Horne, you know, she was Lena Horne, beautiful woman, talented woman. There's a lot of more black women that's been in our past. By the, oh, I need to be honored. But, you know, back to that scene in, in The Wiz, you know, there's a baby, unfortunately, that looks just like you in that Hold scene. Up. Unfortunately, uh, you know, because I look at Girl. the way the baby looked at that scene, I was like, "Oh, they what a cute little bit." And then I look over at what I have on my side <laughs> now, and I'm just like, "What? <laughs> you lucky devil, you! That baby, that baby was cute though. That was a cute curly head baby up in there. <laughs> had all them little chocolate babies, like little stars. They had one Tamika star. Did you see that one Tamika baby star? Tamika baby star. I can tell the babies on World Be Hood. <laughs> It was something about that baby that said, I'm going to be hood. Gang, gang. I heard her saying, I'm a bad bitch. You know what? I hate that term. I hate that term. I hate the term, too, but you've really just defiled that scene now. <laughs> no, just it was only that. one Tamika baby. I'm sorry. Just just throwing a Tamika, the, the whole thing just. Because you got to have one Tamika. Oh, Christ. Somebody got to be popping the gun. Anyhow, um, <laughs> Drake has really been on. Right, I, I'm not a Drake fan. I mean, there's a. One or two tracks that I like because all that shit sounds the same When he first came out, that's when I liked him. That's when I liked him, And then yes. everything sounds the same. Is he yeah. singing again? <laughs> I thought he was a rapper. <laughs> what genre does he go under? Do not put him under hip-hop. That's not hip-hop. That's not hip-hop. <laughs> not. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> he's had a lot to say recently. Uh, this new drop that he's got, um, he calls Serena Williams' husband a groupie. Mm. Uh, why is that? But I don't know if it's true or not. I think him and Serena used to date back in the day. But and, regardless, I'm not with you no more. But and I'm like, the fact that you calling my husband out for some bullshit. How's your husband a groupie? Well, he did say, yeah, I am a groupie. I'm but, a groupie to be I'm a, a big supporter of my wife, my family, my wife's career. Yeah, I'm a groupie for all that shit. She, he really didn't even have to answer Drake. Drake was being really light-skinned. <laughs> he was being really light-skinned and sensitive. <laughs> This is why everybody like dark skinned brothers. Y'all can stop this shit. It's a little too much it's sensitivity. A little too, but, you know, it, but then it's petty. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, if anybody is a groupie, it's you. Uh, you in love with Rihanna one minute, next minute is Nicki Minaj. Mm. You know, he's, he was in love like every week. Every week it was a new one. You're right. But, you know, he was also uh, going in on Meg Thee Stallion with those gun charges that, you know, went on, you know, a couple yeah, years trying to ago with Tory Lanez. And I'm like, look, what does this situation have to do with you? First of all, it's, don't come for folks from H-Town. Okay? That's, that's what we're not going to do. We're not going to come for Beyonce, <laughs> me. We're not coming for Carla B because she a Libra. So we're not doing none of that. None of that. 
But are you the FBI, sir, or do you work for the police department? I'm just trying to figure out what, I mean, do you have like a personal vendetta? But you know, I know uh, Meg the Stallion's lawyer is like, okay, you need to pause and chill. Yeah, your man ain't gonna play. No, because the attorney's already, I mean, she's already trying to wrap this situation up, yeah. put it behind her. And the last thing you want is somebody, you know, just coattailing to get some, you know, spotlight momentarily yeah, on I'm a current like, situation. You know, I don't. Shut your ass up. This is like so corny what Drake is doing. Cause, you know, I remember we was talking like, you know, it's like he's trying to make fake beef in hip hop. But this is corny beef. Corny beef. I, cor- it's this corny ass light skin beef. You know, real beef come from dark skin rappers like B.I.G. and Tupac. I fucked your wife, you know, and who shot you? Oh, See, that's real. That's real beef. But that's also called hip hop real rap. My bad. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Oh, anyhow, Dave Chappelle is returning as a host of Saturday Night Live on Saturday, November 12th. Now, usually, you know, Chappelle, this is like, I think his second or third time hosting. He's, um... They need Chappelle. Yeah, well, they'll host uh, four days following the midterm elections. He's previously hosted Saturday Night Live back in November 2016 and November 2020. Also following the elections, and he received a lot of backlash during, um, after he did his 2016 performance. And he encouraged... still on that? Well, what they, he encouraged during his, you know, he, Chappelle's sarcastic in his comedy. Yeah, we, and we, he we said that, you know, give Trump a chance. It was and, a joke. Right, it was a joke, and he got a lot of backlash from it. So I'm wondering how this going to go down. I, I wonder if they purposely scheduled Chappelle right, you know, after the they elections. They didn't drag Kanye this hard over this, okay? And he was, and Kanye was wearing the doggone mega hats, okay? And support. I need y'all to pick, stop. This is what pick we, and choose, pick and choose. Black folks do not pick the right fucking fights. This is what I'm saying. Because you know, I, you know, I was just about to even say, maybe they even have a free comedy show at the damn Black Pole they, they show up. You know, whatever it takes to get people to vote. I mean, I'm just tired of all this complaining and you guys are, you know, not doing what you could be doing to make some adjustments in whoever got power over this shit. That part, and then y'all too sensitive. Oh. <sighs> Everybody's being too sensitive, you know? You make a joke. Folks could joke with you, but the moment you joke back, they get, oh, what you mean? What you mean? Well, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, hold on. I thought we was joking. Right. Uh, we don't understand jokes more. Dave Chappelle's a comedian. Th- that part. I-, I-, I, don't- I don't get it. But, you know, folks always pick and choose. They battles. And you. Like I said, our community, unfortunately, picks the wrong ones quite often. It's a little too much. Mm. Uh, now, we're going to wrap this up with the uh, unfortunate shooting and death of Takeoff of Amigos. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hate that, you know, not only did it happen in Houston, but yeah. I hate that it was over some bullshit. This is something that, you know, you look at as a uh, black person, because we're using hip hop stars are dying like flies. Yeah, they got a whole show that um, 50 Cent and was a young man from um, Van Latham is called Hip Hop Homicide. Yes. And it, it, it's the hip hop artists are more at risk than police officers. But but I mean, the, we got to change the lifestyle of the, what's being the narrative that's being pushed out there. Um, then also, Texas needs to get these gun laws under control. Mm-hmm. There's too many idiots with no license, no training, no background check. They got guns. And got guns, exactly. That and part. You, I'm telling you, this man was there to break up a fight. Let's stop. Our, let's let's keep the black power peace. <laughs> and what happens? A ninja. <laughs> that has a probably a temperament as a small pot and boils over very quickly. Yeah. And this is the problem that I'm seeing in society. We're dealing with a lot of people with small pots that boil over fast. 
And, you know, but that's the thing. They put, you know, already Texas has way too many loose gun laws and they wonder, oh, how this happened? Yeah, because you got too much loose bullshit. Then again, as a community, I'm tired of us getting into, you know, unnecessary beefs. Because I don't know what all the con- the origin of the conversation was. I know they were playing dice. And next thing you know, the topic of basketball comes up and folks start shooting and running. Nothing that sounds like shooting should have came at the end. That's why I'm like, okay, so, you know, it, it, it wasn't over a dice game. And as far as I know, Quavo and Takeoff were trying to be the peacemakers in that situation, yeah. trying to walk away. And unfortunately, it still ended up, you know, in a tragedy. But I, I, I'm going to tell people like Quavo and Takeoff, um, people like Jay-Z, Rihanna, some of y'all folks already know this. You can't be around regular niggas. Uh, You're not regular no more. I, and, and, you know, I hate to be this way because... When you get yourself at a status or pay grade, you got to move in that status. Yeah, that's true. You got to move. You cannot be around regular people that have nothing to fucking lose. Nope. Because it, it, you, you're right. Because even though you have people that support you that, you know, may not be on the same level as you, you still got a lot of haters. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you, you got haters, but you got people if they was amongst a lot of folks in the same industry, same mindset, same money. They could have had a debate about basketball, but nobody would have pulled out shooting. You know why? Because everybody at that moment has something to lose. That's true. Surround yourself with people with nothing to lose, whether it be firing off with a mouth, mm-hmm. um, firing a gun. They can destroy your reputation and take you down with them. You've got to surround yourself with like-minded people. And if not like-minded, even doing better than you. And I'm sorry, they was around regular Negroes that night. I just look at over all the, you know, hip-hop stars that we've lost within the last few years. And a majority of them were in surroundings that weren't, you know, on the level. I was putting you that way. They could have been dropped. They could have been at a damn cookie shop like they were in Memphis. Yeah, now I was going to say, if it's not only them being around this wrong people, but then, too, your biggest haters are in your hometown. And Ooh, it seems yes. like every time you go back home to visit, it's some shit. Yeah, it's some shit. So, hey, I just pray that we hope, hopefully, we get to a situation where stop the violence. Yeah, we can stop, you know, re- resourcing to, you know, taking each other out so damn quickly over bullshit. That's the main thing. Even online, this is something else I know is we are the only people that drag each other publicly on social media. Yeah, they don't want to, they don't believe it. I, I mean, I was just thinking a couple of days ago, I was just like, I don't never see, because I, I follow some of everybody. Yeah. And I peep in, you know, even if I don't stay, I peep in on the lives and, you know, different lives, different vibes. But a majority of the lives that are hosted by us, it's always about dragging somebody. The posts are dragging people. So people, we got to stop that nonsense stop too. Being, stop being bitter and stop being messy. Yeah. Stop being so gun-ho to entertain negativity. And I mean, if you, if you as an adult have a problem with somebody, if you cannot have a conversation about it, then it's just best to walk your separate ways. And be quiet. And be quiet. That's all you got to do. But we are the only community that does that. Girl, well, you know what? <laughs> All that I could do for that is when I go to sleep tonight is give him a prayer. That, that's, and that's it. I am so glad that we can take that 
Peace for Ralph. Oh, but it's been another great episode with the Gospel and Heifers. We are coming back. I believe it's either going to be November 16th or the 23rd. We just got another confirmation for a possible guest on the 16th of November okay. on our YouTube channel. So, guys, go to YouTube and hit the subscription button. We have show sponsorships available. You can get more information at gospelandheifers.com and the podcast. Share with family, friends, co-workers, everybody, and check out the merch on our website. Until next time, everybody, peace. Ahala.